0: Ahoy hoy, and welcome to Stuck in the 90s. We're your weekly nostalgia podcast chronicling the years 1990 through 1999. We're your hosts, my name is Chris Alfik. And I'm Connor Thompson. This week we have May 6th to May 12th in the year 1994 to bring
1: you, and without further ado, let's just go into some news. May 6th, Pearl Jam files a complaint against Ticketmaster, with the U.S. Justice Department charging that the company has a monopoly on the concert ticket business. Not wrong. Also chrysler with misgivings will sell electric minivans the chrysler corporation said today that it would build a new minivan that customers will surely spurn the vehicle is an electric version of chrysler's next generation minivans the number three automaker said it would build the vehicle to comply with a california law requiring that two percent of the vehicles offered by their major automakers in 1998 emit no pollution that could not have become, actually happened could yeah. have become a thing they got bought out by daimler
0: yeah very shortly after yeah yeah uh moving on to may 7th Queen elizabeth ii and french president francois mitterrand is that that right you think mitterrand inaugurated the english channel tunnel friday aka the The channel channel. that was good that was good Yeah. yeah the first land link since the ice age between the island of britain and the european continent it's the fucking channel that's so cool yeah also, Norway's most famous painting, I didn't know this was from Norway, mm. The Scream by Edvard Munch.
1: That's a good Norwegian name.
0: Yeah, it is. Uh, it also makes me think of Robert Munch. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah. Was recovered almost three months after it was stolen from an Oslo museum. Another version was stolen in 2004.
1: So this is the... The ah, Macaulay Culkin face Scream, wh- okay. but painted. Yeah. And not Macaulay Culkin. How cool would it be?
0: Like, either Macaulay Culkin or Catherine O'Hara? Like, in just, that painting? Like, making that face with, like... like... Like that same painting style, maybe like
1: I am not good at (laughs) describing paintings. yeah Yeah. let's move on okay may 8th from philly to bel-air and back again the may 23rd episode the philadelphia story is the finale to what promises to be a major month for fresh prince it all begins monday with a show featuring special guest star ben vereen as the father who walked out on will and his mom it's a half hour that smith age 25 calls the most powerful fresh prince ever fucking lou you son of a bitch that was such a powerful episode gut-wrenching
0: yeah Will's reaction to that. Oh, was just God, some... that that hug with he and Uncle Phil. Mm-hmm. And that's when that's when I think you knew that Will actually had acting chops and how far he came in like four years. Because yeah. I haven't actually observed this, but apparently in early episodes, you can see Will sort of melting along with other actors lines. Yeah. To try to remember his own lines, just because he hadn't acted before. And now he's come this far. It was just an unbelievable performance. And then, you know, he goes on to be one of Hollywood's biggest stars
1: of the 90s. I think this was one of the 90s best episodes of television, period. Let's move on to May 9th, I guess.
0: In Huntington Beach, California, hours extended for voter registration. The city clerk will extend office hours today, May 9th, to allow voters more time to register for the June 7th primary elections. Uh, this, I guess, would have been a midterm election because mm-hmm. this was 94, but I guess back in the day they helped people register to, you know, vote in primaries. Good on you, California. Also today, comedian Bobcat Goldthwaite set fire to a couch on The Tonight Show. A misdemeanor charge soon followed and a fine of
1: 3800 and... 8- and eighty eight dollars. Jay Leno was pissed. I mean he tried to make him sit on the couch after they put it out into a smoldering. I'd be a little
0: ticked off like why did you set fire to my couch? Why Bobcat? I like Bobcat Goldthwait
1: otherwise though.
0: Yeah. He makes he's made some weird ass movies though.
1: Yeah he's made some weird stuff that guy. Yeah. May 10th, Tupac Shakur begins serving a 15-day sentence in a county jail for attacking director Alan Hughes on the set of a video shoot. Also on this day, Weezer are introduced to the world with their self-titled debut, often referred to as the Blue Album. It would go on to become one of the most influential records of the 1990s, spanning the hits Undone, Sweater Song, Buddy Holly, and Say It Ain't So. I love Weezer. I once saw them, I caught a guitar pick that Rivers Cuomo threw into the crowd. Really? In the very front row, friend said center, he threw his first one it fell short of all of us uh, the second one though i snatched it out of the air Oh yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, also, that's good. really cool. Still and it. then
0: this is this is a good album. What always confused me so much about Weezer in the '90s, the music video for "Buddy Holly," mm. which is the uh, the Happy Days music video, yeah, was on the Windows '95 Special Edition or Windows '95 Plus something CD. So on the on this install CD, it had extra media.
1: Oh yeah.
0: One of it was yeah. One of it was the Weezer video for "Buddy Holly," and I was so confused at the time because I'm seven. I know nothing about music really. I'm like what what is this? This song doesn't sound like a song out of either the 50s, the 70s. <laughs> Fits the 90s, but Happy Days is about the 50s. It was made in the 70s. All this was very confusing to like a seven or eight year old. So elaborate.
1: Didn't Chandler and Rachel do something for Windows?
0: Oh my That God. was the thing too, right? Windows 98, the install n- disc? No, I think it was Windows 95. Oh, yeah. They did a whole promotional thing. It wasn't on the install disc, oh, okay. I think. I, I, it was just a whole pro-
1: series of promotions for it. Whenever we talk like, about Windows 95, we'll we'll get to that. Oh I'm my sure. god, we have to, yeah. Continuing on for May 10th, Nelson Mandela is inaugurated as South Africa's first black president. Huge news. Huge news. Also huge news, different side of the fence. Yeah. Illinois executes serial killer John Wayne Gacy by lethal injection for the murder of 33 young men and boys. Jesus,
0: that's crazy, but yeah. All right, let's move on to May 11th. This was an article out of, I think, the LA Times or the New York Times, one of those times. Media Monitor, 90s Family, Few Doubts About Mrs. Doubtfire. I just saw this and I I was like, Connor, we're putting this in the episode. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Media Monitor examines the family issues raised in current films, books, and television shows. Mrs. Doubtfire has a positive message for children, said Elaine Rodino, a Santa Monica psychologist. It must have been the LA Times. Mm. It tells viewers that when parents are separated or divorced, they continue to love their children passionately. They will do anything to be with them and know that they are happy and healthy. Unfortunately, (laughs) Mrs. Doubtfire's good messages are mingled with situations and dialogue laden with sexual innuendo, Rodino said which might make a parent think twice about letting a young child see it that's the thing though it's innuendo it's sexual innuendo it's double talk it's double entendres i didn't get any of it back then to me that's the perfect form of censorship to protect children yeah you don't get it until you're old enough when you're old enough you get it it's security by obscurity exactly there were dick jokes about like oh yeah Mrs. Doubtfire talking about, oh, he must be compensating for something, <laughs> and all the little quips, like the little quips he makes. There's so many ones that are just definitely inappropriate for kids. Those but...
1: those babysitter phone calls. Layla, <laughs> get back in your cell. Don't make me get the hose. <laughs>
0: My favorite is still I am job. I have a folder. I have a folder of bookmarks on my computer for when I'm looking for jobs or like just keeping an eye out that is just
1: named I am Job. Nice. Mm-hmm. So I think the moral of this story is that uh, Robin Williams and Sally Field were excellent parents. They were. Moral of they, the story. I mean, they cared. About, yeah, the moral of the story is they are good parents who cared about their children. Yeah. Moving on. May 12th. The National Sports of Canada Act came into force declaring hockey is Canada's official winter sport.
0: This was an act. It had to, like, go through levels of government and be passed with such an official name just to say that ice hockey is Canada's official winter sport. Did they really have to make a whole act for it? I guess so.
1: Yes. All right. Let's move on. In the box office this week, Adnan, Number one, we have With Honors, Um, but number two is, I think, a much better movie. Four Weddings and a Funeral. Yeah, I I would say so.
0: Number three, uh, I don't know. I haven't seen it.
1: Three Ninjas Kickback. Don't do it. No. What do we have after this? Clean Slate and No Escape round out the top five. Mm -hmm. Uh, Schindler's List is on here. We have D2, Mighty Mighty Ducks. Mighty Ducks. Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. It's a pretty boring week. Ooh, Naked Gun 33 and a third. The final insult is just clanging on, on on its tail end. Yeah,
0: there must have been some good, like, a lot of these were probably better at some point. Like, Schindler's List has been in here for 21 weeks now, so it's on its way out. If you wanted to see Schindler's List, you've seen it by now. Yep.
1: All right, let's move on to the Billboard Hot 100. At number one, The Sign by Ace of Base. Yes, I'm very happy about that one. I like Ace of Base. I think they hold up. I think they do, too. The Sign is a great song. I I liked it in
0: Pitch Perfect. I'll I'll come out and say that.
1: Fair enough. At number two, we have Bump and Grind by R. Kelly. Uh, Three, The Most Beautiful Girl in the World by Prince. Great Prince Prince song. Return to Innocence by Enigmas at four. And then Without You slash Never Forget You, Mariah Carey at number five. Mariah Carey is almost as frequent as Michael Bolton is. I think she's more frequent. Michael Bolton
0: really dies down after this year, I think. Mariah Carey stays strong throughout the 90s when does glitter come out like that's not until like at least 2000 i think yeah yeah so mariah carey is like an ever present
1: 90s musical thing agreed uh number six is a great song uh mm-mm, mm-mm, by the crash test dummies if you don't recognize those three letters over and over again uh look it up i still don't recognize this
0: song oh got so much radio play i don't remember it yeah what else have we got on here we've got loser by
1: Beck. oh what a man by yes. salt and pepper
0: okay now i don't remember this for being salt and pepper i remember the bill nye parody song
1: <laughs> i think it was
0: what a brain what a brain what a brain what a brain what a mighty good brain jeez <laughs> I love the Bill Nye parodies.
1: I I did too. I, yeah,
0: like that's why that's why I know some more early early '90s music that I wasn't listening to, like Two Princes and and stuff like that. All had pretty good Bill Nye parodies.
1: Yep, Gin and Juice is sliding down the list here. That's good. At 18, we've got I Swear by All For One.
0: That is such a good song. And like what? It just debuted and is already at 18. Yeah. And like climbs right up to number one. Very iconic 90s R&B
1: ballad. Yep. And then at 25, we have uh, Regulate by Warren G. Great 90s song. And let's, let's round this thing out with podcast favorite Michael Bolton with Completely at 35. He was everywhere.
0: Yep. He sure was. Whoa. There's an Outcast song at 36? 30- players ball outcast existed in 94 Eh.
1: someone out there is like of course outcast existed in 94 but this is news to me players ball is the debut single from hip-hop duo outcast the single was released on november 19th 1993 Huh. huh how about that outcast was around in 1994
0: they're so young i know they're just babies he's like andre 2000
1: all right, let's just cut the it things there up a little bit. Yeah, um, moving on to '90s news now. I want to start with the second one, just real quick. Get sure. that out of the
0: way. Yeah. Do you remember Prozac? Yes. The '90s, early-ish 2000s, semi-fictional band. <laughs> one guy was a floating head. Yeah. The other guy was, you know, like a juice head with a guitar. Yeah. I fucking love Prozac. <laughs> They're playing a show in Toronto in June. I'm not going to that show. I want to go so bad. I want like they did a reunion tour or not a reunion tour, a reunion show last year and I was so devastated to find out that I missed it. I don't want to miss this opportunity. Let's get on to the real
1: news though. All right, so on our Facebook page, if you want to go and check that out, just so you know what we're talking about, there's a picture of the new Power Rangers In their costumes. Their oh, first it's so image. serious! Yeah,
0: yeah. We asked for comments on the on the Facebook. We got a lot of feedback on that, and yeah, I mean, what do you think? I'm seeing a lot of boobs. Not seeing a lot of cod pieces. So you know yeah, I mean? you, you think they need to? You, yeah, you think
1: you need, they need to?
0: I match want gender that. equity. So that we need like an unnecessarily like we need Large, just like a metal wang hanging out
1: a big old metal dong.
0: That's fair. I will I will say that yeah the breast pieces do not look practical in the least. No, nope. um, especially after the whole Captain Phasma thing. Like right, you don't like you don't need it. This has apparently been proven. I've yep. never worn a suit of armor, but you don't need it. It doesn't need to be there. Also, if you look closely, the pink and yellow rangers seem to be wearing like wedges or high heels or something some sort of elevated shoe yeah which has got to be super impractical when it comes to fighting i don't know who made these costumes but at least in that regard that, I don't think that's a good call for 2016. I don't think that's a good call for, like, 1994, but... No, but they didn't do that in 94.
1: All the Rangers looked the damn same. Yeah, they well, they just had their spandex sh- suits. So it. Yeah,
0: and it just was not completely accentuated this. Kimberly had the little skirt thing going on, but it wasn't as sort of obscene as this. And they weren't wearing high heels. That just is impractical. Like, come on, get it together. Mm-hmm. As for the suits themselves, pretty they're gnarly. They're, they're they're different. Like, we've had a lot of comments that were like, they're they're very metallic and Iron Man-y. They do look gnarly. I want to kind of try to focus on some of the positives because there are a lot of negatives. Yeah. My thing that I don't like about it, it's very almost biological, like the way it kind of wraps around seems to be sort of like muscles and stuff like that. Yeah. I wish they were a bit more simple. I can deal with the metallicness to it mm. that kind of makes sense. It is going to it is going to translate better to film than Let's say a spandex suit would. They yeah. need to have something better than that. Agreed. I like the masks. The masks look pretty he- cool. At I least, love the helmets. At least Jason and Kimberly's. I don't know about the other ones. The other ones all kind of look the same. Although Zach's looks pretty badass. Yeah, it does. It doesn't exactly look like a mastodon, but it. It looks pretty cool. hard to tell, right? Yeah. Other than that, like this is the same problem I have with the new transformers. There's too much going on. It's too far. The greatest thing that I liked about the transformers were that they were simple. You could see what piece goes where. And when you're watching them as cartoons, you can see, all right, I move this here. I move this here. I put this head down and now I've got a car. Yeah. That's what I liked about it. Now everything is so... There's too many pieces. There's too much going on with the new Transformers. There's too much going on, I think, with the new Power Rangers suits. If they just smoothed out some of the leg pieces, made it more of a... A fluid thing, like... Give them clean lines. Exactly. And let it be about the Power Rangers, not about how cool they look. Mm -hmm. Also, yeah, I mean, coolness and fashion is going to be when they're out of the costumes because they're teenagers with attitude. Oh, they have so much attitude. So they're going to be dressed fly and jive and And other 90s buzzwords dope for sure we really don't need the breastplates and especially the high heels
1: overall i'm still really hopeful for this movie me too this podcast is not solely about the power rangers they've just been in the news quite a bit lately yeah uh moving on getting into this week on We bring you back to our roots, Seinfeld, Season 5, Episode 21, The Hamptons. The four principal characters travel to the Hamptons to see a baby. They find the baby is altogether ugly, while on the beach. Kramer finds a lobster trap and thinks the catch is his, unaware that it's a commercial lobster trap. George's girlfriend goes suntaning topless while he goes out to get tomatoes, and George is seen naked by Jerry's girlfriend Rachel, to whom he tries in vain to explain that, having just gotten out of the cold water, he is a victim of penile shrinkage by yelling, I was in the pool! It actually says penile shrinkage in this summary. It does. Oh wow, nice.
0: Shrinkage. I was in the pool! I was in the pool! So good. This was a really good episode. Everything was solid. It was also, like, for multiple plot lines, they were all in the same place. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Kramer's stealing all the- They make Kramer seem a little more innocent in this plot <laughs> summary. He just straight up steals he the lobsters. It's theft. Like, hey, look at all these lobsters in this cage. I'm gonna take them. Yeah. Which is a Kramer mistake to make. This was a fantastic <laughs> episode of Seinfeld. Also the whole uh, bartering for the for the nudity. You saw my girlfriend hop- <laughs> <but laughs> I should see a Wayne topless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, It's just one of one
1: of George's more uh, objectifying comments. Yep. Yeah. yeah I think oh, that's Oh, should we drop that sometime this year? Yes. Yeah. Sometime this year, video game company Silicon and Synapse is renamed Blizzard Entertainment. Good idea. Blizzard obviously being the company who makes World of Warcraft. Also good name change. Yeah, cool name yeah, change. Yeah, as as us.
0: Southern Ontario, Canadians know. Naming your software company, having silicon in the title
1: doesn't work out. No. Moving on to our 90s spotlight. <laughs> we would like to discuss smoking for kids. You might be wondering what we're thinking about, so we'll break it right down for you.
0: Drummer you candy cigarettes. Oh, I love them. Drummer bubble
1: uh bubble pipes. Fantastic.
0: Yeah. Uh embarrassing fact. Both Don't do it. No? Uh, okay, do it. Okay. Both Connor and myself owned bubble pipes growing up. That's not too embarrassing. The embarrassing part is it was in the ninth grade. High school. Yeah, we were 14 going on 15 when we were sporting these plastic pipes that we would occasionally pour a little bit of uh, a little bit of bubble. We were
1: very cool. I'm Uh, a loser. I'm just going to come out and say I think
0: yeah but smoking for kids that was a thing like that was a big thing
1: we all had chocolate cigarettes i remember buying packs of chocolate cigarettes and like rolling them up in my shirt like a greaser that i never did but
0: like you know i put them in my mouth help yesterday i had a popsicle stick and i was carrying i was walking around work for
1: five minutes like you need help with anything that's because smoking is cool that's what the 90s taught me. Yep. And obviously now there's a big step in the right direction. In Canada, you can't see cigarettes advertised in store. Like, the boxes are covered. And when you do see the boxes, they're covered in, like, you know, people with, open lungs and Ugh, trach rings gross. and
0: a bunch of stuff to make it off-putting for for smoking
1: and we also don't sell flavored cigarillos mm-hmm. you know because should... that markets toward kids even Apparently. though you can get flavored booze you can get flavored vape e-liquid you know what they should do
0: instead of all these warning labels with like cancer patients and stuff they should just have a dude vaping <laughs> This is what you look like. Cigarettes could lead to this. Cigarettes could lead to eventually wanting to quit cigarettes, which could lead to
1: vaping. Don't be a vape guy.
0: So, uh, I
1: don't know. 90s were
0: all about, uh, 90s were all about smoking. Yep. Smoking are targeted towards kids.
1: Oh, the good old days. All right, let's get into our sponsorship segment. Every week on the podcast, as you know, we pretend we live in a world where we are paid to do the show, which we're not. No, this is costing us money. That's true. This week, our sponsor is fewer dandelions than there are now. Just generally speaking. This may not
0: apply to you if you live in a very urban area, but around here, everyone has a, little, has a lawn and there's just a lot of open fields. Yeah. And right now they are full of dandelions. There's barely any grass. Bringing up in the last week. Yeah, there's more yellow than green. And I don't remember this from the 90s. I remember there being some daffodils and we think this is kind of a two, pr- there's a two prong reason for this.
1: The first one is pesticide use. I remember those little weed man markers on many lawns in the neighborhood. Yeah, every warning lung, of pesticide use and like don't that, step on the lawn. Yeah. things
0: like that because there's pesticides. It'll leach into your skin and you'll
1: die. That like spring smell of rain evokes the same memory as that spring smell of pesticide use, which is a terrible thing to say.
0: It is, and that that's decreased a lot in it, the years. It like doesn't I, exist anymore. Yeah,
1: like is it because there was illegal. I, well, I think there was concerns with runoff and the water table, and that makes sense. Yeah, I yeah. don't
0: see that anymore.
1: But now we have a shitload of dandelions everywhere.
0: Yeah, and I think the second reason for this is just generally people cared more about their lawns back in the day. In the 90s, I mean, it was prevalent on TV and stuff. People caring about their lawns. Hank Hill was loved all about his lawn. his lawn. He loved his lawn more than he loved Bobby. That's true. TV shows are just you know, oh, I got a groom, I got to mow the lawn, I got to mow it perfectly, and you know, I'm I'm weeding, I'm doing everything like that. Now, nowadays you run your lawnmower over it it cuts that it solves the problem for two days yep. and you just don't think about it you your lawn gets overrun with dandelions and that's just kind of what happens that's life now yeah and we'd like to thank those 90s lawns for their potentially dangerous chemicals and you know their just overall more green uniformity because if the 90s were about anything it was uniformity
1: all right uh moving on for the giveaway so We've decided to make a unilateral decision where if you have this week commented on either of the posts on the page, we'll just give you a pack of Power Rangers cards because we're going to put this giveaway on hiatus for now. We've still got a bunch left, but if you commented, shoot us your information. We'll send you a pack of cards in the mail. Thanks for participating, being part of the show. We like getting involved. We like seeing what people have to say about stuff. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And we're gonna give you a pack of cards. So if you haven't won a pack of cards yet and you commented on a post, one of our last two posts, either the Power Rangers one or the Episode 18 post, up until, you know, yesterday, I guess. Yesterday being Saturday. Yeah, yesterday being Saturday. No one's commented at all today. We'll give you a pack of cards. Hit us up with your details. Other than that, I think that's just about finishing off the episode. As always, you can find us on Facebook at Stuck in the Nineties Podcast. Send us an email, stuck in the nineties podcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter now. We've tweeted a couple times. Instagram, that's a thing. I think I posted a picture this week.
1: Yeah, I think there were a few. Add Stuck in the 90s podcast on Instagram, too. Otherwise, uh, thanks for spreading the show around. You know, some of you guys are sharing posts and stuff. And I assume telling your friends because we've gotten a few emails along those lines. Uh super cool. Thanks for... Uh doing it yeah no we we again appreciate that if you want to keep sharing it that would be
0: awesome because i don't know might might lead to us having a real sponsor one day sharing is caring sharing is caring last thing we have to do is pick what we're doing next week this is gonna be an honest one give her spin all right Ninety-five. I'm going to do ninety-five last. Is that long enough? Mm. Let's see what the next one. Oh, it should be ninety-six. How about we? Oh, no, it,
1: it got ninety-six. How about we just tell the truth and say that it landed on ninety-six? It actually did. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It actually did. Okay. Um. So yeah, ninety-six. We will do that May thirteenth through twentieth. Nineteenth. Nineteenth. Ninety-six. Dates are hard. Yeah. You know what? The podcast is, is now, now over. over.